Welcome to the Press Plane Run podcast, the podcast for runners that don't really know they're runners, put a stick on their trainers, press play and run just in case. Press Plane Run will give me, Ryan, or Scottish runner to some of you on Instagram, the chance to shine a light on everyday runners from clubs and couches across the United Kingdom and beyond. Each week, we'll delve into everything from park runs to playlists, trainers to tantrums and mini runs to marathons. We will look to shine a light on the stories of some incredible everyday runners from the running community and hold them hostage until they pick a track to add to the Press Play and Run playlist, which you can search for and add on Spotify. So whether you're dragging yourself off the couch or taking your first tentative steps in running, or you're one of those weird people in vests at the front of the pack, we look forward to joining you every other week on your long runs to keep you company and entertained. Until then, your only job is to press play and run. Welcome to episode 7 of the Press Play and Run podcast, where today I'm joined by Pete Cooper, the founder of Cooper Running and the Digital Run Coach app. Before we get to our interview with Pete, I'd like to thank Jules and Nina from Emancipated Run Crew for joining me on last week's special edition of the podcast to mark International Women's Day. The work that they do is so inspiring and I've been delighted by the reaction to their story in their podcast, so thank you to everybody that got in touch. This week I was in London, so there's been a lot happening and we're, we really are back into the thick of the running season. It feels very much like there's races going on left, right and centre. So since I last spoke to you, I took part in the Down by the River, hosted by Canvas Lang Harriers. Brilliant run, really, really busy, a very, very fast run, um, club run, but it was a great atmosphere. So congratulations to everybody that ran in that race. There was PBs all over the place, certainly in my own club. And I want to give a special shout out to Beth Shearer um, from Newton Road Runners, who took overall second uh, in the female category. I was delighted to set my own PB and run a sub 40, a 10km for the first time. And it's just testament really to the work that not only I've been putting in in my training because I have been dedicating myself the best I can, but also the help and support that I've had through the running club, through the podcast and through so many of you that have been in touch with encouragement. So thank you for that. Then we've got some congratulations in order as well. So Tokyo Marathon has been, and when I interviewed Pete on this episode, I actually interviewed him when he was in his hotel room in Tokyo prior to that marathon. You'll hear about his journey uh, particularly, but congratulations to him on the culmination of what's been a long journey, and I won't give any more spoilers than that. But a very special well done as well to episode one guest, Alison Jardin, who completed her six-star quest and in true Alison style managed to do it with a PB. So brilliant, Alison. We're really, really proud of you. And we can't wait to get you back on to hear a bit more about your experience in Tokyo because I know it blew you away. Also, to Pete Alexander from Newton Roadrunners, who, who completed the Tokyo Marathon. It was lovely to, to see his success, and I've watched firsthand the training that he's put in. And despite a two-week layoff from training, uh, working offshore, Pete came back and absolutely smashed his run out as well. There's also been the Aloha Half Marathon, the Inverness Half Marathon, and the Carlisle Half Marathon over the weekend. And again, it just it's PB season. Everybody I know seems to be just running out their skin at the moment. So congratulations to everybody that ran in those races, and especially to those that took on the Travelator up the hill at the end of the Aloha Half. I watched a couple of videos, and it was quite clear that people were going deep into the heart locker to get up that hill. I actually wasn't at any of those races. I was in London and took part in Bushy Park Run, which you'll hear more about in a minute, because I'm actually going to bring in a bit of a family affair here to help me with this short intro. 
Hey, so as you'll know from listening to the podcast, I'm a bit of a part run nut. Love it. Favourite run of the week. And you'll also know that my two boys have been getting involved in junior park run. So I've asked Brody to join me, who's my youngest. Brody is eight years old and has been taking part in junior park run um, for a wee while now, actually, because there was a break in the middle, but actually consistently over maybe the last 10 to 12 weeks. So welcome to the podcast, Brody. How are you doing? Uh, fine. And so you, I want you to tell the listeners what your experience has been like of junior park run in case they've got any kids and they're thinking about taking their own their own children. At first, um, I just kind of went for my first two. I wasn't really enjoying it for my first two. I was kind of just getting dragged the whole time. So I took a big break and then one night decided I want to do it again. And I've just loved it from now on. And, and see, when you are being dragged, is that because I'm useless and I was making you go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then you got to it yourself. And actually, do you know what was good for you? Your friend started doing it as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Got an important question for you then. You got your... What what was it you got the band for? Um, Half marathon. So you, how how do you get that for if you're doing junior park run? Do 11 junior park runs. And what's the next one? Um, marathon band. So that's going to be 22. Uh-huh. And how many are you on? Uh, 15 or 16. Right, so you're hoping to get that over the next maybe couple of months? Yes. What as it happens, why is it you always seem to get PBs when I'm there, but when I'm not there, you always seem to run like a big sloth? Um, because my mum never really supports me that well. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, She's there every day. She's oh, up at nine o'clock for you. Yeah, and all she says is, go brody. <laughs> and what do I do? Um, you actually cheer me on properly. Do you mean I shout at you? Yeah. And I put you under pressure to run fast? Yeah, but that's cheering on for me. I know, but I think mum might be the more responsible parent there. What do you think? Um, maybe. What What are we thinking for next weekend then? PB? PB, yeah. Definitely? Definitely. Well, we come back and tell the, tell the troops at the end if we got one? Yes. Right, but see if I get a PB mm-hmm. before, you're not going. Because I'm not having you steal my glory again. Okay. Is that fair? Uh-huh. Right, that's what's happening. Okay, thank you very much for joining me. And now I'll let you go and watch a Liverpool game. Okay. Thanks, Brody. I also have my older son, Joshua, here. And he's been doing park run as well. So Joshua has done a bit more running than Brody. He, he's done 5Ks, though. You ran with me in LA in the summer, didn't you? Yes. We had a run down Santa Monica Beach. And he's also done a few runs in and around here at 5K. So tell me, Joshua, then, what's been your experience like at Junior Park Run? How much have you enjoyed it? Why have you enjoyed it? I've enjoyed it a lot because it's such a fun thing to do, as in, like, it's really mentally good, and it's just so rude. I really enjoy it. And do you find it actually makes a difference for you mentally? Do you feel better after you've run it? Yes, I feel like I've just had a a 10-hour nap uh, after I do my park run. Is your favourite bit the run or is your favourite bit the pancakes after it? Uh, probably the pancakes. Um, and you've managed a few PBs, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've yep. actually managed a few PBs. That started with Junior Park Run. You did a wee break as well, the same as Brody. You stopped running for a wee while and then you came back to it. And now what have you started doing at school? I've started like doing cross-country at school. Yep, and competing as well. Uh, yeah, I did my race. That was in Blantyre Sports Centre just this week and, and it was really enjoyable. And how was that course? What Was that over like grass or...? It was on grass and it was actually really slippy and really muddy so it was really hard. But did you have fun just getting all mucky? I had I had great fun. So how many people were racing in that? Maybe for the P6 boys group it was probably about 
60 people, 70 people. Well, that's a lot. Brody was uh, taking shots at mum for not being supportive and saying that she, he doesn't run fast when mum's there and I'm not there because she just says, go Brody. What do you think? No, I think she's a brilliant mum and she and Brody should never make fun of her like that. No, you're rubbish. Say, this is your chance to say something bad about her. She's not even here. No, but she can probably hear me right now. No, she can't. She's the, She's deaf. She'll be downstairs eating cakes. But I'm delighted you're running and I'm delighted you're enjoying Junior Park Run. I think you are probably just about ready to have a crack at Full Park Run soon. Yes, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully just build that fitness up a wee bit. But thank you for coming on and having a wee chat with us. Oh, see, before we go, tell me about Pat's warm-ups at Junior Park Run. Oh, Pat's warm-ups are really good. They make me ready for the run and it's really, it's really exciting. Do you not think he's a bit of a silly goose with the one-legged swing thing that he does? Kind of, but he's he's like a silly old man. Do you not think so? Like like a one a one leg star, whatever it was. A one a one leg jumping jack. That's Pat's speciality. So do you know Pat's the ambassador for Park Run for the whole of Lanarkshire? So he's always trying to promote the events and get more young people running. What would you say to anybody who's maybe got a a, a child at home, a young person, Park Run age, and they're thinking about taking them? Well, all you have to do is at first just. Make sure you get into the comfort of running and make sure you don't go like too fast at the start. Yeah. So just keep a steady pace. And then you register for your barcode. And oh, what about the app? You've, you've enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. So the 5K app, you get challenges. And it was and it's really good to challenge lots of people, like your friends or whatever. So it's really cool. And what challenges are you trying to complete? One's called Stopwatch Bingo and Position Bingo. That's basically where stopwatch bingo is where you need to get like, if say I get 58 seconds in a run, I get that position bingo or that. Yeah, so if your run ends in 58 seconds, so if it was like 9 minutes 58, you get the 58 seconds as your bingo position. Yeah. And what about position bingo? It's basically where you have to get every position in park run. So that means you're going to need to get a first. Yeah, so I need to get a first and I need to get like... A 23rd but it's really hard to get this specific one for it so yeah because you need to count the people in front of you yeah right joshua thank you so much for filling us in a bit on junior park run and i agree with you pat is a silly goose we'll make sure that he hears this and tell everybody just before you go what do they always have to remember press play and run ideal Delta. <laughs> see ya there's a lot on the go at the moment for the podcast there's a lot of opportunities starting to arise and I'm not going to get into them all today but one I do want to flag up is uh, the competition that we've got running currently on the Press Plane Run Instagram page so we've teamed up with our friends at Run Lanarkshire to offer two free race places to the Monklands Half Marathon or 5km so the winners will be able to choose which of those distances they would like to enter and that race is on Sunday the 30th of April so head on over to the page. All the all you have to do is follow both accounts, um, tag a couple of people in the comments and share it in your story and that gets you an entry into the draw and that will close a, a week on Sunday. Last thing before we hand over to the interview with Pete is I want to say a couple of good lucks. So the Rome Marathon is this weekend and we have episode two guest Jenna McCallion running in that along with Kayleigh Webster a future guest I'm looking forward to catching up with both of them and finding out what the Rome experience has been like and as I said getting Alison on to find out a bit about Tokyo so that brings me on to today's main event which is my conversation with Pete Cooper 
I want to say before we start this that I actually use the Cooper Run Coach app, which at the time of uh, interviewing with Pete, had no idea that I'd signed up to that. So I'm not paid. I'm not an ambassador. I've got no connection with Cooper Run Coach. I've simply used it for my marathon training to give me that focus and to give me the the focus for each of my sessions through the week and I'm, I'm loving using it but I just want to make that clear at the outset that there's no element of this where I'm under any obligation to say anything positive, negative or different about Cooper Run Coach. Really what I wanted to find out was about Pete's story because it, it's properly inspirational. I love this conversation and I really hope that you get from it. Um, maybe what I did and quite a personal one for me as well because we speak a bit about loss in this and Pete lost his mum which inspired his story and you'll hear a bit about that and I also lost my dad a couple of years ago as well so it was nice getting the chance to connect with somebody who who runs with a connection to their grief or maybe has run through their grief as well so that's maybe just a wee bit of a warning in this episode as well if you're in that situation that conversation does take place just so that you're ready for it as always please get the word out about the episode share away Rate us, reviews, all these things just help us keep us prominent and is bring opportunities that I'm getting to pass on to you in turn. So without any further ado, I'm going to hand you over to my conversation with Pete. On this episode, I'm joined by a very special man in a rather special place for a rather special purpose. Against a backdrop of change and loss in his life, he has formed and helped build Cooper Running, bringing affordable digital coaching and access to real-life coaches to thousands of everyday athletes. Perhaps more admirably, Coupa is built on an ethos of social justice, working in partnership with a variety of organisations and businesses to give a voice and widen access to running for those in the margins of society. Welcome to Press Play and Run, Pete Cooper. Thank you very much for having me, mate. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So I've, I've sort of hinted at it in the intro there, but can you tell us just to begin with where you currently are and why? Uh, so yeah, I'm currently uh, sat in my tiny little hotel room in Tokyo. Um, today is Thursday, the 2nd of March, and I'll be running um, my final major in my mum's memory on the uh, Sunday, which is, is it the 6th of March, the 5th of March? I'm a little jet lagged. I think it's the 5th of March. 5th. 5th. Perfect. I'll make sure I turn up on the 5th, Ryan. 5th of March. So this podcast is this is episode six that we are recording right now and despite the rarity of people with six star finisher medals you are our second guest that's chasing their six star finisher medal in that exact marathon so that that's a nice thing for us to to have you there um so so much to to unpack there first of all good luck i know that you're very jet lagged I, i messaged pete last night before i went to bed and he was already awake which i was trying to do the maths and i think you'd been up half of the night so hopefully you can get past that before the marathon. Yeah, definitely. I woke up, I went to sleep about midnight and at half three, I was like fully alerted, wide awake. And then I stupidly went to my phone and realised it was the FA Cup and my mate plays for Grimsby. Um, so I, I I was wanting to watch the Grimsby-Southampton game and then um, obviously they won 2-1 and he scored both. So I haven't been to sleep. Um, well, that's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, I'm living off the adrenaline, but hopefully I can have a good sleep tonight. Ah, uh, yeah, but I'm sure you'll have earned that by the time it comes. So, final uh, marathon major. How? What's been the the time lag between the first and what will be the last? 
Yeah, so um, it's actually very different for me. So this is um, something. So this is actually personally my fifth major, but it's it it's because I'm completing the majors in my mum's memory. So um, my mum uh, kind of was my running inspiration, and I guess I've always kind of been intrigued by running when I went to watch my mum. But what really intrigued me was in um 2014 when we went over to Boston to watch my mum run. Um, so mum qualified for Boston, which was at that time her second um, major. Um, and she was like, I'm going to finish all of the majors. And at this time, it was before Abbott really got on board, before it was really well marketed. And no one really knew what the majors wore that well. Um, and I remember her saying, it, um, it was in 2015, she said to me, I think if I complete this, I'm going to be in like the first 300 people to do it. Um, and then just put that into numbers this year in Tokyo, there's over 3000 people collecting a six star. So it shows just how much it's grown in nine years. Um, so, yeah, so for me, I then um, so you, I guess you can say it's nine years because it started with my mum in 2014. Um, but then for me, I ran my first um, major in 2015 with my mum in Berlin. Um, that was my first ever marathon. And that just gave me the absolute bug. And then mum died in March 2016. Um, and at that point, she'd done London, Boston and Berlin. Um, and she always was saying, I'm going to do the majors. I want to do the majors. And actually that year she had um, she had Chicago and New York booked. And she was then hoping to do Tokyo next year um, in 2017. So she would have been a very early adopter of that six star medal. Um, but sadly, she's not. But it's kind of with great pride that... I'll be completing it this year. So, um, yeah, so for my journey, I guess, has been delayed because I actually landed in Tokyo in March 2020 um, to hear that it was cancelled. So I should have finished this three years ago. Um, and it was weird at the expo today, I actually got given the 2020 medal. Um, and I was like, I don't deserve this. And they were like, well, you were entered in it. And I was like, oh, I'll put that on eBay. Hopefully someone will buy that off me. <laughs> I, I actually saw your picture on Instagram before we we went live today. And I was wondering why you had a medal. I thought, do you get a medal for signing up now? But there, that, that now explains the picture that I saw. Um, so Pete, you've touched on quite a fundamental, um, probably part of why we're chatting today. What's brought you to my attention as well? You believe it or not, used to work with my sister, as I think I told you when we were introduced. And that's how I found out about your story. And, and Donna knew of your story loosely, but not the ins and outs. She just knew that you'd gone on to do something in the world of running. I was starting this and the sort of stars aligned for us there. But I've looked and I, I'm aware of the, the origin story of Cooper. But your mum's passing obviously played a very profound role at that point in your life. Can you maybe talk a wee bit about how that became the catalyst for what's happened with Cooper since? Yeah, sure. It's actually seven years ago today that my mum passed. So it's, um, and I'm in Tokyo on my own. So it's quite nice that you've asked um, because you're the, you're kind of, I, I went with a friend to the expo, but like, it's nice to be able to also talk about it. Um, but yeah, so um, mum had a heart attack after running a, a PB half marathon at the age of 60. So for any of your listeners who are listening, you're never too old for a PB. Um, mum worked hard and she just continued to get faster and faster. Um, and she always used to say, um, I, 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 I've got a brag that I beat her in Berlin. She was a lot older than me. But she used to say to me, Pete, if you actually trained, you could be a good runner. 
And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to train. I prefer playing football, cricket, etc. And I quite like the fact that I can just walk up and run a marathon. Um, and then admittedly not be able to walk for two weeks after. But I quite liked it. Then when she had the heart attack, I um, I guess I was kind of not believing that I was suffering from the loss of it. Um, we're, we're from a background of, of hard working class men. Um, we don't talk about it. I, I say that like the day we decided to turn my mum's um, kind of life support off, we went and sat in Harvester straight after, which is all kind of very strange. Um, and we had never really spoken about that, that day or those two weeks while she was in her coma. Um, and then that led me to suffer from depression. Um, and it, it was on the day that my wife found me when I wanted to take my own life that I um, then kind of went to see somebody, went to see a specialist and was diagnosed with um, severe depression, clinical anxiety and um, an OCD. Um, and for me, I used to always have to touch things three times. So if I didn't touch something three times, I thought something bad would happen. And actually, when I was um, away, when my mum had the heart attack, I was in South Africa and I was trying hard to stop this OCD because everyone was recognising it and I was being called a, a weirdo um, for it. So then she she then passed. I suffered from depression. And then long story short, like I came home from that therapist that day and my wife had put out, she was my partner at the time, put out running clothes. And she said, you used to run with your mum. Why don't you go for a run? And I went for a run, probably ran about two, three miles in an hour because I spent most of that time just crying my eyes out. But I came back and I felt that I'd connected with someone. I'd felt that I could speak to mum. And being here in Tokyo, like even though I'm here on my own, I'm walking around, I'm speaking to runners and it just brings back these lovely memories of my mum in that she would be so excited. She wouldn't want to be sat in a hotel room. She'd want to be out speaking to runners. She she got this buzz and like I definitely get that buzz now. Um, And I think unless you're a runner, you don't really understand it. But that's kind of why Cooper started. So I was like, how do I make more people talk, talk openly? So I was living in Hong Kong and I just basically said, if anyone wants to come for a run with me, I'm going for a run at 7 p.m. Wednesday night at Beer Bay. We're going to go for a run. You can run however far you want up the harbour, come back and and have a drink with us and we'll just chat. And yeah, on that day, um, we had 74 people turn up and I was like, I'm on to something here. And then obviously Cooper's now a lot, a lot more than just a running community, an in-person running community, but it's very much a place where I want people people to feel that they can speak and they can speak to me virtually on on chat with coach function and and also get into running and see that everyone can run yeah it's it's such a difficult thing to speak about <clears throat> we lost my dad two years ago as well similar circumstances heart attack unexpected well not unexpectedly he was ill but we weren't expecting that to be the when or the how um and that sense of connection is difficult to hold on to sometimes and then amidst the busy life do you find that you your mum's obviously so wrapped up in the creation of Cooper that it must keep it quite at the forefront that connection do you still get that connection on a run on a single run do you still have that feeling yeah firstly really sorry to hear that Ryan mate I don't think I actually knew that so sorry sorry to hear that and like yeah if you ever want to chat about it then we can always always chat I appreciate um, that I I find that now I can get that connection when I want it but a lot of the time now I'm, I'm, I can go for a run um, and I won't want to have that connection. I might just want to go for a run. Um, this morning, I really needed that chat with mum. So this morning I was like, 
a lot's going on in my personal life at the moment and I'm here there's a you know it's seven years on um and I just had to get up and go for that run and I actually did what I did um probably six and a half years ago where I I actually ran for about a mile and a half I stopped had a little cry had a little speak to mum and was like I can't believe you're putting me through this why am I having to run around Tokyo um and then had a bit of a laugh to myself and then came back and so I definitely still do have that connection I think I more have a connection now with mum if I'm doing a horrible speed set that's set for me on the Cooper app I, I probably am swearing at her saying why have you got me into this rubbish sport um so yeah I definitely have the connection and I'll tell you one thing on Sat on Sunday um the whole marathon will be connected to her I'm I'm gonna just yeah. run and I wanted a time I got injured and I actually think getting injured is 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 there was a message there it was just go and run and be connected with mum um so yeah I definitely still have that connection but I know I can have it when I want it yeah I think the culmination of that journey is much more than a time any time is not going to be the thing that you remember from that particular run um yeah, I get that through football, actually, with my dad, because that's probably where our bond was. I don't have it in the running, but it was actually the catalyst, one of the main catalysts for starting this. And I don't think I've ever even said that out loud to anybody, but the, the thing I miss most is the voice. And I thought, I've got two kids, two boys myself. And there's that. It does bring very starkly home. You're promised nothing. You don't have long on this earth. I want to leave something creative. I want to leave something where they will know years down the line who you were and there's something there that, that's tangible and to hold on to so you're also building something that's going to last beyond you which is it's a great thing and I think it's a great message you're spreading in terms of opening up because it is difficult to talk about and it's not because we don't have platforms for it that has improved hugely um in my time working even in education you can see mental health support it's actually still some of just that internal bias of men don't talk about this Definitely. Yeah. And and um, yeah, firstly, I think you're bang on right about talking and hearing the voice. Like I would honestly pay anything to just hear hear my mum's yeah. voice again or see a video of my mum. Um, I don't know if you saw the London Underground story. No. So there's a there's a lady, I think she's in her 80s. And if anyone's listening who knows and she's younger, I'm really sorry if I've got that wrong, but I'm sure she's in her 80s. And her husband used to be the London Underground Mind the Gap announcer. And the only place, I think it was at Waterloo, the only place where his voice was still mentioned was Waterloo. So she used to every day or every week go and sit there. And then they changed it to automated. And then a petition signed up. And now if you're in Waterloo, you will hear his voice. And she still goes down and sits there. And I think that's like something that I would I would do anything for, like just to hear the voice or or even see a video um, or or just, you know, some loving words or something she used to always say. And I think you support Celtic, yeah? Right. I do. Yeah, so like probably with your dad, just to be able to hear like up the Celtic or come on Celtic, something like that would just be so, so nice, I'm imagining. Well, he was sad he supported Hamilton Ackies, which was not a glamorous life. Um, and my brother actually, <laughs> my brother actually played football for Hamilton Ackies as well. So he, he had his, he had his tribe. I used to try and drag him to Celtic, but he was never having it. He tried so hard to stop me supporting Celtic or Rangers. He failed really miserably. Him. What league yeah. are Hamilton are they like first? They, at that point, they were in the same league. They're now first division, but that's right. only very recent. They were in the Premier League for a long time, um, always surviving by the skin of their teeth. Um, so that Much was more that fun was than supporting Celtic yeah. winning the league every year. Uh, so the only, the only time I used to go to Hamilton games was when they were playing Celtic. I'd get myself there. 
Really? Uh, <laughs> really? Shout at, shout at him for an hour and a half and then come home together. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then secondly, mate, on the second point about speaking up, um, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I um, I do a lot of my talks about lads um, and I, I'm i definitely that laddie lad. Um, people, and I always say, like, I would have been that. I know that if I took my life on that day, everyone would have been like, he he would have never taken his own life. He was the happiest person ever. He was a proper lad. He was always down the pub. He was always at the football. He was always doing this, this and this. And then when people say that, and I think, and you hear it, I think, yeah, that's true because that was me. And so I always try to say like, it's actually a lot very hard. Sometimes the laddie is lads can't open up because yeah. they've got this persona. And I recently just had a baby. And I think it's the same with having a baby. And um, we were talking about it actually, Ryan, won't we, mm-hmm. uh, over yeah. on, on the chat? Like, I think it's the same with having a baby that, you know, lads' lives change a lot when you have a kid and there's no nothing really out there to prepare a dad, a new dad for that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of the same as, as change. It, life gets hard and life can change and lads just need to be, there's nothing, you're more of a lad if you speak up, I say. Yeah. Yeah, and and we were we were chatting about that. One of the Cooper campaigns online at the moment is your barriers to running, and I see the posts popping up of people saying what their five main barriers are to to running. I I made a joke of it last night to you. I, I took a brief break from running when the boys were born. I have an eight year old and eleven year old, but the brief break lasted four years because nothing turns a world upside down as a as a new dad than that that's such a fundamental change at that point in your life now thankfully I was 13 not 20 um so that I'd done the social bit the traveling bit but it's a huge barrier because you're constantly got that feeling of robbing time so it's just another avenue for mums and dads to feel like you can't look after yourself because you've got something more important but looking after yourself is the first job a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent in I I always think that now if I was to take my own life, I'm leaving my daughter Freya behind as well. So you still have to take care of yourself first because otherwise if you, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah that's it. It's a bigger purpose and the better care you take care of yourself, the better you can be in that role, which is becomes the defining role of your life. And it's, it does get easier. I know five months old, it does get easier. <laughs> you come out the darkness and probably not too far away. You come out the darkness of the night being turned into day. I don't think we've really elaborated too much on what the Coupa virtual running app is, which is really the what Coupa's become from an on uh, from an in-person group. It's now moved to an online platform. Um, can you just explain what the virtual running app is? Absolutely, yeah, and, and thanks for letting me kind of have the opportunity to do that. So, yeah, like I said, um, I was setting up these running clubs, in-person kind of communities, and... I've always found that PDF plans just don't work. Like, how can you tell me I'm a beginner? Um, someone might tell me I'm advanced because I've ran X amount of marathons, but actually I'm also not a beginner in advance or an intermediate. And I just found that that just didn't work for me. So then I looked to pay for a coach and it was all great when I could afford it. But when I got made redundant from work and I couldn't afford it, I was kind of like, what What do I do? And it was at that point where I was like, there must be an app for this. And I was looking and there wasn't an app. Like, you know, there's Strava, there's Runkeeper, there's all these apps, but none of them actually make personalised training plans. So what Cooper does is it, it strives to become the most affordable training app on the market, which 
we use thousands of different algorithms and thousands of different training plans to then create a personalized plan for you. So let's say, for example, you're getting faster, your plan will adapt based on how you're performing. If you're doing everything right, how we expect you to go, then your plan might not adapt because you're performing well. If you get slower, it will adapt and tell you to do slower runs. And that's exactly what Cooper is all about. It's about making professional run coaching affordable. So we have two amazing coaches, um, James Thee, who, who is a ex-Team GB athlete and also coaches um, Team GB. He was at the Commonwealth Games. He's been to um, the Olympics. He, he was kind of out in Rio. He was in Tokyo. Um, and then also Jordan Foster, who is a, a fantastic asset to have. She's um, ran a sub three-hour marathon herself. Um, a recent mum, her little daughter's two years old. And one of the things I love about Jordan is she constantly talks about she used to be a sub three hour marathon runner. She had a baby and then she had to start on couch to 5k. And I think that's just shows how much of a turn having a baby for a woman can be, but also how you can get, get back because Jordan's back to that now, but everyone has to go back to couch to 5k. So it's amazing because we've got like this top, top athlete, but then we've also got Jordan um, who is an amazing athlete as uh, she wins races um, but she's also been in the position where she's had to do couch to 5k so when they're in a room together they just really get that everyday athlete um, and that's very much what we're aiming for we're not looking for people who are running two hour 30 marathons or 15 minute 5ks we're looking for people who are uh, 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 your everyday athlete and that that's yeah. exactly what what Cooper does yeah so uh, I can hand on heart tell anybody listening that in no way was it arranged for me to use Cooper, to try Cooper. I chose to do it when we'd arranged to speak because I wanted to see what I was dealing with. I wanted actually a bit more knowledge to ask questions at the beginning, but I am training for my first marathon at the moment. So I'm training for Edinburgh. Um, and I have been using the app for I don't know, three, four weeks now. There, there's a couple of points, I think, from the runner perspective that I can give on it, which is one, flexibility. That's what it's brought for me because I'm part of a running club already so what i want to be able to do is marry up what i see what, what what i was trying to do was take these things i see online generic plans and squeeze my running club runs into them but it was very difficult because they're so preset and they're usually a pdf you can't even punch different runs into it you're just sort of off the shelf i was struggling with that the app has allowed me to switch the days of runs to do the runs within my club runs and but the main thing for me was actually how inexpensive it was and it, and it truly is an affordable much much less than a gym membership um and something that even in this current cost of living thing for me i will keep going and using because it's just bringing variety to the sessions i've really really enjoyed using it pete and if i if i didn't I wouldn't have said anything about it because I'm under no obligation to do so, but it is a great app and you can see the increased functionality starting to come online. So hopefully that journey continues as well. But I would say to anybody, because I've seen other apps that do a similar-ish thing without the social justice thread, um, but they're much more expensive. And then you're starting to get, for me, into coach territory. If I'm going to go that cost, I'd rather have bespoke one-on-one -on -one coach um so you're, you're you're certainly doing something that i think is going to tap into uh, a, a very wide market when it gets out there beyond where it is right now 
Yeah, definitely. And that, that's key to us. So we charge $6.99 a month. Um, we we based that on Strava. We were like, if these amount of people will pay for Strava, then it must be affordable after everything we've been through in the last few years and what we're going through now, sadly. Um, but we also understand that not everyone can afford that. And that's why we have a, a kind of refugee run club. Um, we have people who make message and say, I'm really struggling from the cost of living. And we'll, we'll kind of be like, right, how can we help you? Because I know that if I, well, I know when I lost my job, running kept me going. Um, So if someone can't afford to run, then that's a bad statement. And we are very much trying, like our mission statement is to prevent depression through the power of sport. And at the moment it's running and then soon we'll be announcing triathlon plans. We've just partnered up with the Brownlee brothers on some triathlon plans. And I think you're right. There's other apps out there, but they're expensive. Um, And they can't they're not affordable like they're you know they they're affordable to a certain group but for the many they're not affordable and um yeah that's definitely where we sit is we want to be at an affordable price yeah and in addition to the cost thing i think people are more they do scrutinize who they give their money to now in terms of like aligning with your own values and that's i wouldn't shy away from saying that myself that's that would keep me using the app beyond the running um, because there is an importance. I don't want to give money over to people that are using it for ill intent or sheer profiteering. There's something being given back there. You mentioned the Refugee Run Club. Pete, can you just tell us a wee bit about that? Yeah, definitely. And, and that that's interesting what you just said because we actually have people who have stopped running and they're like, I'm still going to pay because I want to support the refugee run clubs. So we're actually doing a fundraising round at the moment. And once we close that fundraising round, we're going to set the refugee run club up as a foundation. Um, so most likely a CIC, but what it is currently is for every download we get, we will um, provide support to a refugee. So what we do is we work with hotels. Um, so, so far we're working with hotels in Solihull, Birmingham, Leeds and, and St. Albans in London. So for five different cities and um what we do is we provide them with rates entry so we're very fortunate that we have some amazing rates partners like um uh run for all active leisure active leisure world at sorry at atw active training world um and various other races who give us free entry into their races so we give that straight away to the refugees i'm not interested in taking a free free race place i'd rather pay for pay for mine um and then we give them to the refugees and then what we do is we partner with a a, a brand called jogon um who take in secondhand um reusable shoes there they never get given shoes that are worn out they make sure there's at least like you know my miles in it and then we provide the refugees also with a running shirt and a running shorts and then we also provide them with a lifetime membership and the reason why we do a lifetime membership because people's questioned us and said well what happens when they get in their job in two years it's because we want them to remember that when they were struggling or when they had nothing that there was cooper to get them out running and these refugees get seven eight pounds a week they can't afford 6.99 um so or 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 kit and one of the bigger issues that happens is they don't want to turn up to a run or a race or a park run because they could be the only person of color for a start but secondly they probably don't have any running kit so if we can put them in running kit 
and turn up, then they're going to feel integrated with society. So what I always say is, would you turn up to run a park run wearing jeans, smart shoes and a hoodie? You probably wouldn't because you'd think everyone's looking at you like you don't want to be that person um and that's the same and by the way i think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um just on that i i think i couldn't care what you wear as long as you run i think you're doing amazing if you're wearing smart shoes i might say try and get some nice trainers because you might uh injure yourself but to, to me the beauty of running is that anyone can do it and i've i've been lucky enough to run in like ethiopia and sierra leone where i've seen firsthand that you don't need anything um so yeah that's exactly what we do and there's one real great success story of a guy who came over was struggling mentally um staying up till 3 4 a.m playing video games and then you know maybe not waking up till the afternoon and he instantly said i want to do the refugee run club he ran a 24-18 5K um, in his first run. And we went, this guy's got some serious talent here to say he's never ran before. He's now winning park runs in his local area in like 17 minutes. But the best story is he went and did a half marathon after five months of training. Didn't miss a single training. This is why I like your streak when you keep putting it on Instagram. Because yeah. I'm like, he's doing well here. Um, yeah. Didn't miss a single training session and went and ran a 118 at, 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 in this half marathon. And I just think like it just shows that this guy had nothing. He was playing video games. He's now um, at university learning to be a software developer. Um, he was one of like four refugees to get a, a university place at his local uni. And he says that's all because of Cooper and because we gave him the chance to run. Um, so now we, what we want to do is make that a foundation and have some people work for us as volunteers, but also someone in, in the foundation and have a blueprint that we can just grow globally. Um, so we can go, okay, Ryan, we want you to do this in edinburgh you need to go to this hotel this is how many kits we can provide and you're going to meet up every monday at 9 p.m and go for a 5k social run and then we'll work with edinburgh festival to get them places and um, so yeah we're very in the early early days and we appreciate yeah. everyone who supports it whether that's paying for a subscription whether that's giving us a race plate, giving us their kit but we really hope that this will grow into something much much bigger than just a coaching app in a, 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 and it will yeah. become like a charity and the, and as a as a customer of the app and a paying customer it's a thing one of the things that draws me and it's one of the most marginalized groups in society and they are so demonized and so poorly represented in the press for political gain i don't want to get too far in my soapbox but I've dealt with it in education, children arriving with nothing but the clothes on their back and, you know, being labelled this, that, the next thing, when A, you're not, they're not, their families are not allowed to work, going through the asylum process, and but the language barrier, they, they, they find it so hard to integrate into society and the children do better than the adults because school does such a good job for people, um, for children, but the families are still there as well in the background. And so that's an amazing, amazing thing, Pete. And I think something you should be very, very proud of. And I think obviously people know they can support it through a paid subscription. I hope other brands, I, I've seen your brand partnerships and that, that permeates you know, like Quebec and people that are always looking at how do we remove barriers for runners. It's a great thing that so uh, long may it continue, but I've seen all the crossover promotions and I'll continue to share them through the podcast page as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. And yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's amazing. One thing I did once was set up a Twitter only following certain papers, certain um politicians, etc. And it's amazing what what you can suddenly start believing and if if you if you look into that. And yeah, it's like for example, the Afghan refugees or asylum seekers, they 
a lot of them fought with the British Army um, when we were over there. Like it's it's mad to think they're then treated like this, whereas other people are treated as heroes. So it's yeah, but like uh, I said, we uh, could get yeah. into that. It's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah, as in I'd probably lose my job as a civil servant for being too political. So I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't stray there too closely. Um, what kind of feedback are you getting on the app from runners, everyday runners? Uh, mixture. Um, the majority of people love it. They they um, really like the, the flexibility is a big thing. The fact that they can go on and go, okay, I'm going to change my session or actually I've got um, six miles, but my club runs eight miles. So I'll just link that in with my club run. That That's the main, probably the main thing um, is, is kind of the flexibility. Um, there's nothing better than when someone messages you and says they've got a PB. Like that is why I do this. Um, I obviously at one point, maybe Cooper will sell, but at the moment, like, and, and forever, I do this to help people hit their targets and um, just fall in love with running. Um, 50% of people stop training after two months and our whole gay goal is to stop that because if we can get people to get past that then they they can be not addicted but they can find their passion in, in running um so we get lots of feedback on that as well like this is the first time I've ever stuck to running I'm training for x and you've you've got me on this four month five month training plan and I've hit every session or I've done like 80 percent 70 percent so I think that's a big thing about feedback and then the other thing is people want more they now want ultra plans they want triathlon plans they want to maintain fitness and we very much listen to the audience and and that's why we're building these these plans now but tech tech isn't the fastest it, it's quick once you're on it but it takes a lot of building in the background so um yeah we are we are also building that so and it, it's 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 amazing to see runners who maybe started on a 5k plan and are now asking for an ultra plan. Um, and these yeah. runners have been with us from the start and I'm going to like the app when we launched wasn't very good. Um, so like we've come a long way and so, you know, we want to pay these, these real loyal customers back and, and, and release ultras. So that's kind of yeah. what we're going to be releasing very soon. I, I think for, for runners, that's there's your blessing in your curse all at one time. Yes. You're coming into something that's growing as you're growing, so there are going to be bits not there that will be there in the future. But also, you've got the chance to shape that because your voice has been heard because of the size of Cooper currently, which it won't always be. And as it gets exponentially bigger, your voice becomes more diluted. So there's, there's, there is the yin and the yang there. But I was speaking to somebody, Pete, yesterday who is a, organizes and runs with the Couch to 5K. And they were saying they're keeping about four out of 25 beyond the program. So the, those retention rates that you're getting are actually probably almost double what the Couch to 5K is getting as well. So there, there's, it, it's, running's hard at the start. Let's not kid anybody on. It's, it's one of those things that's always at its most difficult at the beginning because you're just not as fit as you will be coming up. Yeah. Perseverance. I love the gamification. I love the streak stuff. I'm so sad. I love seeing the number there. So if you're motivated you're alone, by mate. that type Everyone of thing. Loves that. <laughs> I'm, obs I'm obsessed with it. I thought I had the record. And then a girl today, I just did a ran a report. Um, so usually someone in my team does it and I don't get too involved because I'm like, I don't want to know if anyone's beating me. I'm injured. And she's on 88. And then I saw another guy the other day on 61. So I'm like, ah, oh, I'm a long way off the record now. Um, but yeah, people just love it because and it it like it it makes them need to run as well like they want to go out for a run and sometimes we have people messaging and like i really don't want to run today but i'm going to lose my streak and i'm 
like don't run like if you don't want to run today don't run because you're going to fall out of love with it like you've got an amazing street just don't run like there's lots of days i'll be like i don't want to run today and i know i'll but i'll still go out for a walk or something but um yeah so so that's why we have the being able to change it in 24 hours because actually if you don't want to run we don't want to make somebody run so we say yeah change it to tomorrow and you've got 24 hours to complete it it's also a nice window to remember to upload it if you forgot the night before and you actually did the run. So it's not as savage as you've done the run and you just forgot to import the data. Import it, um, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. I know you just said there, don't run if you're injured, but I've just made a note of 88 and that's me. I'm on the go for it now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'll let you know, she's training for Barca Marathon, which is two weeks time. So she's going to get to 100, I think. I can't see why she'd give up yeah. now. So I'll but let then you know. She needs I'll a nice know. long rest. <laughs> Um, and I should say as well final thing I'll say on it strength and conditioning is included which if like me you're not a gym goer the strength and conditioning sessions that are filmed and you can copy is exactly what I need at my level because I'm not that guy I just I don't enjoy it but I know it's a necessary evil it's contained within it so and that counts towards your streak I sound like I'm doing a sales pitch for you but really I'm enjoying it passionate when I first started, I was like, we have to have SNC and yoga because that makes the perfect plan. And everyone's like, yeah, completely agree. Pete, why don't you do SNC? I was like, because I don't want to go to the gym because I get bad anxiety. But I have to admit, I don't do the SNC videos, which is probably why I'm injured. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd, I've been doing them because I'm trying not to get injured and I can already feel the load from marathon training. So I, I know I need to do it, but I'm just not going to go to a gym to do that. I just, every time I go to a gym, I'm drawn to the treadmill and I could have run outside anyway. And it's the whole point of affordability. Again, if you can do these at-home workouts, then why do you need to pay £30 or whatever it is for a gym these days? Like, you can do these from home. Yeah. Um, so t- two questions, and then I'm going to take you into some quick-fire things, right? We finish with a quick-fire round with every set of, uh, with every guest that we have. But what's next for you post-Tokyo and your own running, and what's next for the app? So what next for me for my own running? Um, I'm actually running Barcelona in um two weeks time. So there's 86 of us. We've partnered with the Tri Freedom Foundation, and it's called the Project 10%. So it's to either run your first ever marathon or knock 10% off your PB. Um, so we've partnered as the coaching provider for them. Tri Foundation do amazing thing trying to end modern slavery. Um, so we're trying to raise um, uh, I think it's fifty thousand pounds through through this event, which is going to be an awesome event. So that's next for me. Um. Again, I'm seeing that as a training run. And then London is kind of my focus race now. Tokyo was going to be, but now London is. So I then got London. Then after that, I'm not sure. Um, I'm playing around with maybe an ultra. I promise that's not why we're developing ultra plans. Um, but I'm, I'm playing around with maybe a 50k and I'd love to do like a multi-day ultra one day. So I think that's next for me. Last year, I very much focused on speed and getting my 5k, 10k's up in a half marathon. Um, but now I think, yeah, I want to I wanna go and do more of that escape. Um, that escape, like, you know, being able to go out on the trails for a day and not worry about time and stuff is definitely something that interests me. And then what's next for the app? Um, we need to close this fundraise um, because if we don't, there might not be a Cooper anymore. Um, so we need to close the fundraise and then um, we hope to just really kind of push out V2. So more plans, more variety, more adaptability, um, the ability to the app just change like days for you, change um 
uh, runs around, all of that kind of stuff we want to be net. And then we also want to launch, like I said, the ultra plan. So we'll be starting with 50K and 100Ks. Then we'll be looking to go into 100 miles and multi-day. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, the triathlon. So we're partnering up with the Brownie Fitness to, to do some triathlon plans. Um, because actually one of the things we big things we see is a lot of everyday runners might do their marathon and they'll go, what's next? And then they want to go and do a triathlon. So it's how do we keep that um, and ensure like our loyal customers can can continue to use Cooper and not have to go and pay a tri coach because um, there's a really interesting statistic. A runner spends £765 a year. A triathlete spends on average £2,760 a year. So um, it's a lot more when it gets to triathlons. So if we're able to reduce triathlon coaching because um, it is a minefield, then that would be amazing. I've come the other way. I I was doing half Ironman distance before. I I just moved exclusively to running after lockdown. Um, so can absolutely tell you the need for that in the market. Also, it's so technical. So if you're not, you may be a brilliant swimmer, brilliant cyclist, but you're then in the swimming pool like a fish up a tree, not knowing what should I actually be doing instead of just swimming up and down. So uh, there is a there'll be a huge gap for that I'm sure as well. It's not it's a it's a very expensive hobby, um <laughs> as it is. But if you can reduce the burden and coaching and people, that's going to help because you really do need it. Definitely. If you want to be competitive, um that's an an ultra is what's up for me after the marathon. So I'm going to do my first ultra. What ultra are you planning? August. I'm doing the Devil of the Highlands, which is forty two miles on the West Highland Way in Scotland. And that sounds uh, so- silly, yeah. So yeah, it's up and over. Uh, I cut there's two Munros as part of the route. It's a twelve hour cut off. Um, so there's eight, yeah, yeah, amazing. Eight, eight people from my club doing that as well. So I was sort of goaded into it, and I thought if I can't do it off a marathon base, I probably can't do it at all. But five k that after that, I'm coming back to five k. I promise, I'm not doing any more. That's, that's <laughs> Four hundred meters on the track. <laughs> I am I am a 5k runner. I will always be a 5k runner. I'm just dabbling in these other things right now. <laughs> um, right, Pete, I have taken more of your time than you needed to give to somebody when you're preparing for what's going to be a big moment in your running career. But I want to finish off with a few quick fire questions that we ask every guest. And this is just what comes to your head first. Don't think too much on it. There's just a few questions. You ready to oh, go? No, I'm, I'm scared of this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nothing too serious. First question, favourite running shoe of all time? God, I would say the Asics GT 2000s, but I got injured in them. So I've actually just tried out the Hilo, Hilo's um, run threes. So I'm going to say the Hilo run three. Favourite training route? Uh, oh, easily. Um, when I was in Hong Kong, living in Hong Kong, there used to be some amazing trails that I could access straight out of my house. So I could run up to the peak and back down before work. Um, so easily, that's the one that's first come to my head. So I'm going to say, yeah, running up the peak and back down. Best running related book or podcast you've read or listened to? Uh, easily press play and run podcast. No, not having it. It's banned, <laughs> it's banned from the answers. Take something um, else. Best running podcast I've listened to. I like how they train. Um, but I don't know if you've heard that one. It's a bit more tri-centric, but how they train is great. Um, and then also like Run Pod. I think that's quite inspirational by Jenny Faulkner. I'll link to both of them in the episode description. Uh, proudest running moment. Proudest running moment. Um, ooh, that's a great question. I would say it is probably when i ran 
a marathon. Well, there's two. I ran a marathon in my flat to promote the power of mental health. So I was the first person in the world to do that. And when that craze happened, so I landed back from Hong. I landed back from England into quarantine in Hong Kong. I was in quarantine for two weeks, and I said I'm going to run around my flat. And then it turned out that was too like annoying. So I ran around my dining room table five thousand two hundred and fifty times. Um. <laughs> And then that that went viral. It got on like Lad Bible, Joe, all of that. So that's probably one that I actually think my proudest running moment is um, when I was able to run with my mum. Um, so like even then when I didn't think it, like Berlin, um, I think back to the weekend I had in Berlin Marathon with my mum. It's like something I'm just always going to treasure that I can never get back. So that's probably is my proudest running moment. Yeah. Hopefully you've got another one to add to the list on Sunday. Definitely. On the flip side of that coin, worst race or running experience? Uh, easily when I ran around um, Hong Kong Island. Um, so I said to everyone, like anyone can run an ultra. It's very different to a marathon. Like no one's talking about time. We'll set out early doors. So we set out at 4 a.m. to run around Hong Kong Island, which was 56 kilometers. Pretty flat for Hong Kong. Um, but the heat got up massively there's a picture of me just completely wet through at 7 a.m and after 12k I had one massive blister and by the end of it my whole foot was a blister and I had to walk the last 16k and everyone else who some of them weren't even runners had already finished and was waiting for me for about two three hours but I just had that grit determination so I can't not finish and and got through but it was definitely my worst running experience that sounds horrendous <laughs> Ultimate post-marathon refuel meal or drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mine is mine is Guinness. Um, so my mum didn't drink much. Like she, you know, she'd have one or two if it on a special day. But after every single marathon, she or half, she would have a Guinness. So that is my go-to now that um I will go and have a Guinness. So I'll be finding an Irish bar in Tokyo to have my Guinness this year. Um so that would be that would be that. And then food. Um it used to be a double cheeseburger and a strawberry milkshake from mcdonald's but then after london i went to a place called five guys and it was a game changer so it's now five guys and their fries everything in the burger um so that with my guinness and i'm a very happy man the big bag of extra fries that lie underneath the fries as well yeah <laughs> and plus you can't drink a milkshake with a paper straw now so they have to fix that before it can ever be on any of these lists i agree we need like bamboo straws or something uh, absolutely um Run with or without music? Without. Best single piece of running advice you've been given or could give? Uh, best advice I've been given. Um, everyone's a runner. Uh, that's probably the best advice I've been given is everyone is a runner. Um, you know, remove the times. Um, I, like the favourite advice I got on top of that was everyone's a runner. And if you run, say, London Marathon and Mo Farah's running it, you have the same medal as Mo Farah. You can't go and play football against Messi and get the same medal as Messi, but you can go and run against Mo Farah and come three hours behind him, but still have the same medal. So that is the best advice I've ever been given. Love that. Ties exactly in with what this podcast is. Uh, two more. Favourite park run? Favourite park run? Oh, good one. Um, Can I have a quick look at my list? <laughs> <laughs> Off you the top of you. my head, I'm trying to think favourite park run. Um, this is a rogue one, Lloyd Park in Croydon. Um, it just brought back 
cross country memories as a kid so it's not like beautiful or anything it's just you you went up a hill went around a big field and then you went up a monster hill and then back down and you did that twice and it just reminded me of school so um that brought back a lot of like memories um so yeah I can't think of any any others at the moment so I'm going to say that one What's wrong with you, Pete? That sounds terrible. There was like three, <laughs> three reasons that all sounded terrible there, but as long as it works for you. <laughs> finish, finish this sentence. I press play and run because... Oh, I press play. I'm bad at this, aren't I? Um, no, everybody takes that pause. I press play and run because I'm escaping reality. Can I say that? Yeah, you certainly can. Yeah, I, I, get, I, I like get that. To just get out and just not think yeah. about anything and just see what thoughts come to my head. Okay, and last order of the day, we have a press play and run playlist on Spotify um, where each guest picks the one track they couldn't be doing without on either their running playlist or their fitness gym playlist. So the one power track that never comes out your rotation when it comes to exercise. So that is Shipyards by the Poets. Um, so it's it the lyrics go i hope that i make you proud um and i listened to that for my whole run today um so i played it listened stopped it had a walk put it back on and it was just on repeat um so yeah if you've ever watched um sunderland till i die it's the opening for that and that's where i first heard it um so yeah that's that's that is my if i only ever could listen to one song again it would be that because it, it just makes me think of my mum and why i ran Pete Cooper, you have been magnificent. Thank you. I'll add that to the playlist. Um, I will be linking to Pete's socials, to Cooper Running socials. You'll see me sharing some of their content material. I do that anyway because I enjoy the content that comes out of it. But I can't thank you enough for taking the time uh, to come and talk to me today. Thank you so much, Ryan, mate. Really appreciate it. And I hope you have a brilliant run. Um, And I'm sure you will do your mum proud. And I can't wait to see the pictures of you with your medal. Amazing. Thank you so much, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye-bye. Thanks, I'm Elian, bye-bye. Thank you to you, the listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Press Play and Run podcast. You can really help to support the podcast by subscribing or following on your podcast platform of choice and by leaving a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Press Play and Run Podcast and to add the Press Play and Run playlist on Spotify. We'll be back every two weeks with new episodes and please be sure to keep an eye on our Instagram page to find out which guests will be joining us. Until then, keep getting the trainers on, press play and run. <laughs>